Have you ever stopped to think that the best and worst place to live is in your mind? Think about it. We can create our own destiny or our own downfall. It all has to do with the way that we choose to think and see things. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, with your host, Dr. Paula Joyce. Dr. Paula is here with her guest experts to show you just how to change that negative way of thinking and see your world in a positive light. Now, here is Dr. Paula. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, and I'm so grateful you're joining us today. Last week, we had the first uh, one of a number of programs that we'll be doing on abuse, including the one today. If you missed last week, be sure to check out the podcast. And as always, any questions about this show or previous shows are welcome. Call in during the show to 1-866-472-5795 and email now or between shows to drdrpaulajoyce at gmail.com. And if you're listening to a podcast or think of a question after the show, the phone number is one 214 As you know, I like to use this first segment to answer questions that I've received and to expand on past topics or the topic of the day. Last week, I addressed a question about overcoming depression from a listener in Boston, discussing a number of techniques. If you missed it, be sure to listen to the podcast. It's particularly relevant to the topic of abuse because depression is often the result of abuse and often undiagnosed, unnamed abuse. As we'll discover in talking with Dr. Marty Loring in a few minutes, people who are being emotionally abused are almost never aware of what's happening to them. So let's um, talk, continue our discussion on first on ways to overcome a, abuse. I touched on the concept of depression being the result of energies that vibrate at a low level. So how do we raise the vibration? Uplifting music like Mozart can help. I have a friend who likes to listen to Chopin. In our program with Amara, we talked about the impact that music has on our cells. What makes you feel happy? For some, it's classical music. Or maybe you like the music from the 60s. If it puts a smile on your face, it's good for you. And if it gets you to stand up and dance, that's even better. Studies show that dancing can improve your health and your mood even more than regular exercise can. In our program on sound, we discussed the book, The Hidden Messages in Water. In addition to music affecting our cells, the book showed photographs of how words and even thoughts can affect the health of our cells. When we think positive thoughts and say positive words, our cells respond accordingly. 
we have to take responsibility for what we think and what we say. We can begin by paying attention to our words, even our jokes. Are we laughing with people or at them? Jack Benny's humor was always aimed at himself, and Johnny Carson credits his success as a comedian to learning this strategy from Jack Benny. Both were masters of humor, but never at the expense of someone else. Likewise, how do we phrase what we say? Do we blame and criticize ourselves and others? Or do we find compassionate and kind ways to speak to ourselves and others? The term constructive criticism is an oxymoron. There's nothing constructive about criticism. If we want to help someone, we do it through feedback that consists of teaching and learning. We make suggestions, we ask questions, we state our opinion. When we tell someone what they're doing wrong, they get defensive and effectively block the learning. It's like the song from Free to Be You and Me that says, some kind of help is the kind of help that helping is all about, and some kind of help is the kind of help we all can do without. How are people helping you grow and change, or are they just criticizing you? And likewise, how are you providing positive feedback to people to help them learn? The worst part is that we criticize ourselves. As I've said before, 90% of our self-talk is negative. So what are we doing to ourselves? It's hard to not be depressed when we're constantly telling ourselves what we're doing wrong. We need to turn it around and give ourselves a break. We need to say to ourselves things like, I did that better than the last time. I was in a similar situation, and next time I'm going to do even better. Yes, we need to be aware of our shortcomings, but not to beat ourselves up. We need to be aware so we can improve. Figuring out how to do it better next time is an effective way to create more positive thinking. Another way is to look for the silver lining. Sometimes we're so busy tormenting ourselves over something that happened that, or that we didn't like or that we view as a mistake that we miss the blessing in it. I know people who have been fired and were able to view it as an opportunity to discover a more fulfilling kind of work or to get a better paying job or a job with better opportunities for upward mobility. A simple example of looking for the silver lining is making a wrong turn and focusing on the beautiful scenery or a fabulous restaurant, all of which you would have missed if you were busy being angry with yourself for making a wrong turn. Someone was telling me recently about an article in the New York Times that, that, that said there's no such thing as good luck that people make their own luck by paying attention to what opportunities are being presented in the moment 
rather than being single-minded about what they think should happen, when and how it should happen. Being rigid about the plan stifles the joy and evidently good fortune as well. Yes, plan, but also allow for spontaneity, synchronicity, and the possibility of something wonderful to happen that's unexpected. There's a Jewish expression, man plans and God laughs. We can't possibly know all the details, so let the universe surprise you with unexpected joy and pay attention so that you don't miss it. Color is also important in creative, creating positive energy. In our show on creativity with Elisa Vetta, we discovered that color is a visual representation of sound. It has a vibration that we can't hear, so it shows up as color. It heals just like sound does. So wearing black helps to remove fear. If you're depressed, you're living with a lot of fear and hopelessness. So wearing black helps to remove that from our energy field. Also wear orange because it's a color that creates optimism and good luck and success. It's so vital to lifting depression that I encourage my clients to not only wear orange, but to fill themselves with it in as many ways as possible. Take a bath with some orange peel or squeeze some orange juice into the bath water. Eat foods that are an orange color like carrots, oranges, cantaloupe. Put out some oranges so that you can see and smell them. Or use aromatherapy with orange oil to invigorate you. Breathe in the color orange. Imagine it coming into the top of your head and running all the way through your body. The stone citrine is also good for healing the emotions and thoughts. Pink is another color that's helpful. I recommend wearing a rose quartz ring or keeping a, ring, a piece of rose quartz in your pocket or your purse. It's excellent for emotional healing. Since depression is caused by depressing our emotions, rose quartz is essential for helping us heal the past and the present emotions as they emerge. Sometimes our thoughts are so out of control that they torment us, and it feels like there's no escape. I tell my clients to use incense to help clear the negative energies. Because remember, thoughts are just energy. We can change the negative thoughts by raising the vibration to a higher level. Burn incense like sage, frankincense, or Nag Champa, so that you can shift the energy. Repeating a mantra can occupy your mind as a replacement for the negative thoughts. Chanting Om is particularly helpful in this instance because its vibration is so high, it literally drowns out the negative thoughts. Prayer is very effective. 
Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, is beautiful and uplifting and non-denominational. Or make up your own prayer or get out your prayer book and remind yourself that you are not alone. That God, or as Larry Dossey in our first show said, the one mind is always with us. I have one client who listens to prayers when he gets bombarded by negative thoughts, and this keeps him centered and calm. Go to religious services. Go to meditation um, groups. Form a community. It does two things. It helps clear your thoughts. It also gives you emotional and physical support because you're creating community. Bach flower remedies are another tool. They're natural and help change you at deep levels. Rescue remedy is one that calms the nerves. You can tra- take a dropper full every time you feel anxious or sad. I recommend that my clients go to a spiritual store or a natural foods market. Find the block Bach flower remedy section and just read the labels until they find which one they need now. You can do the same thing and you can put a drop under your tongue as much as once an hour until your energy has changed and you no longer need that particular remedy. And analyze what's in your visual field. Are you constantly looking at pictures or items that bring back unhappy memories? If so, get rid of them. And the opposite as well. Do you have photographs and objects in your environment that bring back happy memories or just make you feel good? Are you keeping things because you think you should or because you really like them? Just because Aunt Mary gave you a vase doesn't mean you have to keep it. And just because that dress still fits, it doesn't mean you have to keep it. Begin to ask yourself, what do I like? What makes me happy? What makes me feel good? Instead of what should I do? What should I keep? What should I think? What should, 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 should? Replace that word should with what do I want as long as it doesn't harm yourself or others. Doing what you want is good for you. It's good for your cells. It's good for your mind, your emotions, and your physical body. We've been taught that that's being selfish when we do things for ourselves. But Carolyn May says selfish means being full of yourself. If you're not full of who you are, then you are empty. You've given it all away. And then you have nothing to replenish your source And so the well is dry, and when somebody needs something from you, you have nothing to give because you're depleted, you're depressed. So fill yourself with things that lift you up, that make you feel good, and then you will find that you draw more good things to you.
We'll continue this topic in future shows and talk about drawing boundaries, creating more positive thinking, discovering what you like. How do we do that? Doing yoga, meditation, and cleansing your environment of toxic people, beliefs, and experiences. Be sure to keep listening so you can take advantage of this information as it's presented. After the break, we'll talk today with our first guest, Dr. Marty Loring, who will bring us more enlightenment on these topics. Dr. Marty Loring is a social worker and director of the Center for Mental Health and Human Development, as well as the Emotional Abuse Institute in Atlanta, Georgia. She has taught in several universities, conducted training across the country, written several professional articles, and two books, including Emotional Abuse. Dr. Loring has testified in many cases where emotional abuse has included forcing a partner to commit a crime. She consults across the world, helping people to rediscover the true self and to establish healthy relationships. I'm so looking forward to talking with her. You're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula. Remember to call in your questions to 1-866-472-5795 or email Dr. Paula Joyce. That's drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. If you're enjoying our program, be sure to like us on Facebook. And for more information on my services, including my life coaching to help people overcome depression and abuse and become self-empowered, please visit my website, paulajoyce.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. Time for a fresh perspective. From leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission, Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too, while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the life doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. Step into the doorway to conscious choice, greater health, and well-being. Attain the balance that you've been seeking. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Feed the mind. Embrace positively. Release the tension. Step out of fear. Host Simran Singh will help you broaden your mind and open your heart toward a greater understanding of how to take charge of your life. 1111 Talk Radio is here every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. 1111 Talk Radio. Because shift happens. 
Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Are you a spiritual seeker? Have you always pondered the deeper questions in life? Have you looked at many spiritual paths and found some answers but are looking for more? The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse, brings you each week practical spiritual teachings and tools that promote self-mastery, higher consciousness, and the opportunity to connect with the Ascended Masters. Join Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy as we explore the universe of spirituality. Live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the 7th Wave Channel. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. listening to uplift your life nourishment of the spirit with dr paula joyce to reach the show today please call 1-866-472-5795 that's 1-866-472-5795 you may also send an email to dr paula joyce at gmail.com that's dr paula joyce at gmail.com now back to uplift your life nourishment of the spirit Welcome. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Remember to call in your questions to 1-866-472-5795 or email drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. We're here with Dr. Marty Loring, author of Emotional Abuse. Hi, Dr. Loring. How are you? Oh, fine. Hi, Paula. It's so good to have you on. I actually know Marty from a time when she was our speaker for a professional development conference in Dallas that I helped and I helped to bring her in to talk on this topic of emotional abuse because she's a recognized expert and so articulate about how we recognize if we're in an emotionally abusive relationship and then how to get out and heal. Marty, would you talk to us a little bit about how does one know when they're in an emotionally abusive relationship? Surely, and you know, Dr. Parle, I still remember some of your comments at that conference that I was so honored to speak at, some of your comments that I think added to the audience's understanding so very much. But that's a very good question. How do we know when we're being emotionally abused? Sometimes the symptoms of emotional abuse are that we're so very sad. We feel empty. Um, We don't feel as trusting as the as our in our partner, the person we're with, 
as one would hope of a loving in a loving relationship, there's a, a depression, a feeling of hopelessness. Um, so sorry to say that some people even think about harming themselves in some way, even killing themselves because of the hopelessness and desperation. And then there are the physical uh, symptoms where, you know, whether it's a headache or a stomach ache, our immune system is lower because we're, you know, so sad and so depleted of energy. Unfortunately, when we go for help, go for therapy or to be evaluated, it's not always clear to our therapist what's happening. I mean, they see the depression, the anxiety, and many times those who are emotionally abused um, are not seen as emotionally abused, but rather are given a diagnosis such as depression, you know. Um, sometimes a very alert therapist will see trauma where they're so very anxious and have difficulty concentrating and they diagnose them with post-traumatic stress disorder. One of the things I try to do is train therapists across the country to ask the kind of questions and look, you know, into the person's own heart and soul and into their relationships to try to, to discern when emotional abuse is the cause of all of this. And I think that's just so important. I'm so glad to hear you say that because when we go for help and then we trust, we turn our um, mental health over to somebody else and we trust them. And if we don't get the right diagnosis, then we don't get the right treatment. I remember going to somebody who would actually put his hand over his head when I would repeat the things that were being said to me at home. And he'd say, oh, just let it roll off your back. You know, it's no big deal. You need to do something differently. And so... In therapy, I was getting blamed in, in the same way that I was getting blamed at home. And, you know, so it's like you you trust people to help you make sense of things. And sometimes those people are not helping. <laughs> in fact, they're harming. Oh, I'm, I'm afraid that's all too true. You know, to be told, let it roll off of your back is is very unfortunate because, in fact, what happens is that it rolls into your heart. I mean, the, the different types of emotional abuse um, are very powerful. There's overt where, you know, how many of us have noticed someone in a relationship, a woman being told, you know, oh, you are so stupid. Can't you get anything right? I mean, that's also very clear, very sad and very clear. But then there's the covert, the subtle types of abuse that are not clear, perhaps not clear to a therapist. So I wish so much that it will become clearer and certainly not clear to those, you know, to whom it's happening. But those that hidden covert abuse can include threats to abandon, and many of us are very sensitive to being abandoned or discounts. Oh, that's not uh, important. Well, you may have just spoken what's near to your heart, and it is important, ignoring somebody. 
Sometimes uh, Dr. Paula, there's even ritualistic emotional abuse where first someone might not like what we say, then they might walk toward the closet, then get their jacket or sweater, then walk toward the door, open the door, and leave, walk out the door, and we may not know when they'll return to our home. This is our partner I'm speaking of. So after a while, with those different steps that together form a ritual, um, all the person has to do is walk toward the closet, and the emotionally abused woman, you know, might just start shaking, and the stomach might start hurting, and she's very frightened because she knows what the next five steps are going to be. So uh, emotional abuse can be very, very powerful. And another covert, subtle type of abuse would be, um, well, that doesn't even exist at all. So there's discounting. That's not important. Or there's negation that doesn't even exist. And it doesn't have to be in words. You may speak about something so close to your heart, and the other person might read the newspaper, uh, get up and leave the room, ignore you, that there's a negation. Nothing you feel or think has any importance. Right. The computer, the telephone, everything is more important. Exactly. And, you know, a one-time mistake by someone does not equal a pattern of emotional abuse, nor does, does it equal that for ourselves. We're talking about patterned behavior that leaves the other feeling empty, sad, and perhaps even as worthless as the other person is saying that we are. Yes, and I I think one of the other things that makes it very confusing is the sort of the Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, um, where we keep thinking the partner is changing because there are periods of relief, and so it's and that we um, view as periods of nice. Um, and positivity, but actually it's a little bit more like it feels good when you stop hitting your head against the wall. Exactly. That's, that's exactly the case. And some of us have had during our lives the experience of existing on crumbs of warmth and love and positive kinds of things. And I'm sorry to say that when we get those crumbs, those periods of niceness, it feels just wonderful and we have hopes for the future. But you know, some of the things you said earlier in terms of filling ourselves with, with, with wonderful energy and, and hope and positive thoughts, uh, that's so much more than crumbs, isn't it? It's a whole way of life. Yes, and we have to know we deserve it, and we even have to know how to do it, because we've spent, if you've been emotionally abused, you spend your time trying to please the person who's emotionally abusing you, and so you focus on what they like, what they want, and we don't even know what we like or want ourselves. We've lost touch with who we are. That's exactly right. We, we have lost a sense of ourselves. Ourselves, has, uh, ourselves have crumbled and fallen into little pieces by our very feet. And I think we have to remember we have a right to take all of our wonderful parts of ourselves, the, 
the joyful part, the adventuresome traveling part, the artistic part, that even if we give them names, that all of those wonderful parts need to come together because that's who we are, and we might develop new parts. And if we're in a relationship where someone does not believe that we have the right to be all of the parts who we are and grow and, and have joy, then we need to take a very good look at that relationship because regardless of our past, just as you said, we do deserve so much you know, to be who we are. Yes, and often that's that gets diminished um, and negated, criticized by the partner, where they recognize that that's something that brings their partner joy, and so they criticize it, they demean it, they create jokes around it. Even um, there was somebody I knew who identified that when she was listening to the music that she liked or the um, writing in her journal which gave her joy that's when her spouse would beat her up or rape her or you know be physically abused she was in a physically abusive relationship but it was at the times when she was happiest to take that away from her it's it's very sad it's like being uh exposed to uh a cookie cutter. You know those little shapes around the holidays that we may make dough and then cut the cookies out in the particular shape by putting the shape over the dough and pressing it hard, and there is the shape of our cookie. And with emotionally and even physically abusive partners who put that cookie cutter over us and press down to only get the shape of what they wish, we don't exist to be happy in and of ourselves, but for this partner, we only exist to please them. And for us to be joyful on our own is not pleasing. In fact, it's threatening to them. Um, some feel that we may only derive our happiness from what they say we may or from, from them. It's a very dangerous situation because of the illness uh, that can happen to those of us who wind up being emotionally and physically abused. We must be very careful of the threats. Uh, you must do this or I will do that, says the partner. And if the this turns out to be a, a small piece of an illegal endeavor, we can find ourselves in such trouble indeed. Yes, and, and I know that you deal with the criminal aspect where people get um, forced into because they think they have to for the to be loved, um, which they're not, but they feel that, that they need to participate in the crime to please the abuser. Right, this kind of coercion where someone says, you know, you must drive the car or I'll harm our child or I'll leave you, that kind of thing. And then later to find out that you've driven a car uh, when he robbed a bank or some such or some kind of financial fraud, it's very shocking to think we could be used like that in a relationship that we would hope would be loving and protective. 
Absolutely. So I'm wondering, we only have a couple minutes left. So, how, I mean, we're painting a, a pretty bleak picture. And sometimes, I mean, I think we have to. Someone said to me, how come your show's called Uplift Your Life? <laughs> Nourishment of the Spirit when you're talking about these things. Because unless we know the truth, unless we know the real diagnosis, unless we know it's really happening to us, we can't ever have the positive, healthy, happy, nourishing life that we want. We're always looking for those false crumbs that aren't even real. They're illusion. So how do we get back to our true self if, we're, if we've lost it? How do we find our way back so that we can leave the abusive relationship? It would be wonderful to find a therapist who understood about emotional abuse and could say, you know, this is emotional abuse, and here's what we need to do. Because the, the first step is in figuring out what's going on so one can heal. And then a big part of the healing is reclaiming the lost self and even developing oneself further in terms of many of the things you talked about earlier, what feels joyful and satisfying and hopeful. Those are the things we, we want to go toward. And if we get to a point when joining other groups, the redeveloping other friends from having been more isolated leads us to want to be out of the relationship, so be it. But regardless of whether we're in or out of the relationship, becoming friends again with ourselves and refinding, rediscovering the happiness and all the parts of ourselves adding to them, it's just um, such a joyful experience, as so many people have told me. And so it's really a journey to find, especially if we've been abused, emotionally abused as children as well, sometimes it's hard to... Um, it, it's really discovering something you've never even known. You know, what, what do I like? Who am I? What kind of food do I like? What kind of restaurants do I like? What kind of movies do I like? What kind of music do I like? Do I know how to write? Do I enjoy writing? Do I enjoy painting? You talk about create in your book about creativity um, being a pathway also to refinding the self or sometimes discovering the self for the first time. Yes. Yes, being careful of one's safety. I think that the journey is a very exciting one and is often even more thrilling when joining groups that are engaged in the artwork or whatever advocacy touches one's heart because the feedback that one gets from these group members is how wonderful, you know, how wonderful you really are and how much you do deserve. Exactly. And the community as well um, is so important in healing. So thank you so much. This information is just invaluable. It's so important. And I highly recommend also Dr. Loring's book, Emotional Abuse. Thank you for being with us. My pleasure. Um, 
And I also want to mention your website, martyloring.com, for more information. Thank you. And I'm your host, Dr. Paula, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. We'll be right back with Dale Hansen. The 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Explore subconscious programs, belief systems, and past life memories that may be sabotaging your life. Join host Dorian Light on her show, All About You, as she helps you to shift change and heal your life. Each week, Dorian does a light session using psychic energetics and the language of light to energetically shift and clear negative patterns you have stored regarding that week's topics. Step into the realm of infinite possibilities for your life. All About You airs live Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on 7th Wave. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission. Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. Are you a spiritual seeker? Have you always pondered the deeper questions in life? Have you looked at many spiritual paths and found some answers but are looking for more? The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse, brings you each week practical spiritual teachings and tools that promote self-mastery, higher consciousness, and the opportunity to connect with the Ascended Masters. Join Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy as we explore the universe of spirituality. Live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the 7th Wave Channel. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. That's drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Welcome back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, 
And if you have any questions, please remember to call in one 866 472 5795 or email Dr. Paula Joyce, drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. Dale Hansen uh, was going to be with us and he may have gotten tied up. He is uh, host the um, weeknight, he, well, he's the weeknight um, sports anchor for. Uh, the 6 and 10 p.m. news on WFAA in Dallas, and he also does the morning sports report for them. So he uh, clearly has gotten tied up in that. I knew the timing was going to be very close, and I guess we missed. So if he's able to call in uh, during um, the show, we will still talk with him. In the meantime, what I'd like to do is talk a little bit about what he was going to talk about. Um, he's become an advocate for exposing and stopping abuse, including sexual abuse of young boys. Um, Dale Hansen is an award-winning journalist. Um, he's received numerous awards, including Best Sportscaster by United Press International and the Dallas Press Club and Television Personality of the Year by the American Women in Radio and Television. Recently, a couple years ago, he made a statement on his program where he talked about having been attacked by a young boy sexually when he was 10 years old. And he talked about the um, terror of it where... It, they drove off on their bicycles, his thinking that this was a friendship experience, and they wound up in a deserted field, and this other boy started wrestling, they were playing, and suddenly it turned into a sexual attack. And as he described it, his pants were down below his knees and he was screaming for help, but there was no one around. And for reasons that he still doesn't understand, the boy just left. But the fear that was engendered in him in that experience remained for years and the shame and the fact that he had nobody who he could talk to about it. And this was something, this is something that repeats itself, that happens where the shame of abuse keeps people silent, whether, and it's especially prevalent among men. And yet men comprise uh, in marriages about 16% of the people who are, are, are abused are men. And so it's not that it never happens that a woman abuses a man or that another man abuses a man or a young boy or an adult man sexually abuses a young boy. But we don't talk about it very much because people don't 
men don't like to come forward. It's hard enough if you're a woman, a woman who's considered the weaker sex and these things happen, but it attacks a man in um, his, his manhood and his sense of self in a way that causes the silence to be even greater among men and boys who have been abused. And what Dale Hansen talks about is the importance of telling somebody, of not keeping the secret, of truth-telling. And that's a lot of what we talk about on this show is in our show last week, Call a Spade a Spade, and our discussion with Dr. Marty Loring today. We need to know what's going on in order to prevent future attacks and, and an ongoing system of abuse. And he says that because his father was not someone who he could easily talk to, and in fact, not in that broadcast, but then later when he became an advocate uh, against speaking out against all kinds of abuse, he also spoke about the abuse that his father inflicted upon his mother physically and how he was, how he grew up in a home watching that and observing it. And by observing it, you really become a participant in it. You become affected by it. And it can stay with people in a way that lasts forever. So we, we all need to acknowledge our history, our past, the importance of having an adult who you can talk with. Um, last week, Cynthia Luce was talking about the importance of having somebody in her corner, somebody who believed in her. We need adults who we can talk to, who we can tell the truth to. One of the things that Dale Hansen said was how he's often worried about how many other children he could have prevented from being harmed by this other boy had he spoken to somebody but I'll really say it a little bit differently had he had somebody who it was safe to talk to so if our parent isn't that safe person is there a safe person at school is there a safe person at the the religious institution that we go to or in our recreational activities maybe a coach Who is it that is safe for us to talk to? Not only children, but adults. And we need the right diagnosis because, as we were saying with Dr. Loring, unless we know the truth, we can't ever really heal. 
And so, for instance, if somebody diagnoses your cancer as heart disease, they're going to treat heart disease, not cancer, and you're not going to cure your cancer. If people aren't diagnosing the emotional and psychological difficulties that our people are having, if they're not diagnosing them as abuse, then they have a false diagnosis and you cannot treat it properly so that the person doesn't get better because they don't know what's going on and their counselor doesn't know what's going on. So it's imperative that we learn the signs of psychological, emotional, physical, sexual, financial abuse, sibling abuse. We need to understand these things, to talk about them, to bring them into the light, to remove the shame, to remove the stigma. It doesn't matter if you're a male or a female, if you're a homosexual or a lesbian or LGBT, it, transsexual, it does not matter. What matters is that we recognize the truth and that we have someone safe to talk to who can help stop the abuse and help us heal from the abuse. So bringing these things into conscious awareness, identifying them, talking about them, not hiding from the truth is essential. It's only then, with the right diagnosis, that we can heal. So I encourage you to look for signs in your friends and to look at your own life and to ask <clears throat> the hard questions and coworkers and to ask the hard questions, is abuse happening here so that the truth can be told and healing change can happen. And if you're uncertain, find somebody who's an expert in emotional and psychological abuse. I recognize these things, and there are other counselors and coaches and ministers and rabbis and religious leaders who can recognize these things and help and don't stop if the first person doesn't help you find somebody else. Thank you for joining us today for Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you enjoyed today's show, like us on Facebook. For more information on my services, especially the ones on healing from depression and abuse, Go to PaulaJoyce.com and be sure to tune in next week for an incredible experience with best-selling author and poet David White. This is Dr. Paula, your CM or chosen mom as designated by Bernie Siegel, reminding you, never forget, you are loved. Have a blessed week. Thank you for tuning in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. 
Please join Dr. Paula Joyce and her guest experts next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Until then, have a positive week. We'll be right back. 